Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh. This is episode number 39. This week I talked to Kaylin West and Chris Clark of the band Tiny Stills. Um, They're a great band that I just found out about not too terribly long ago, but I'm really excited that I did. Um, It's a great conversation that we had with them. They just dropped their new single, Craigslist Bed, um, at the time of this episode going live about a month ago. Um, And they've got tons of new music that they're working on and getting ready to release and things like that. But we had time to kind of sit down somewhat together. It was on the Zoom meeting. Um, but we were able to to link up and, you know, just have a really good conversation about um, everything from the beginnings of the band, their influences, um, their kind of hopes and plans for the rest of 2020. We talked about making a music video during quarantine um, just kind of the whole, whole gamut of things that you may want to hear. So, um, you know, again, it was a great conversation and I'm really glad that I was able to, to link up with both Kaylin and Chris, um, and that they were able to take time away from their, you know, their days and, and whatnot to, to do this with us. So, um, really, really want you guys to check these guys out. Uh, you may recognize the name if you follow our Weekend Waves playlist on Spotify. They have been featured on there with the single Craigslist Bed. Um, but for now, let's jump into our conversation with Kaylin West and Chris Clark of Tiny Stills. Well, to start things off, I do always open with the same question, and that is simply, <laughs> what's your name, what do you do in the band, and just a, a little bit of background on yourself, kind of how you got in the, the industry. Uh, okay, I will start. <laughs> uh, my name my name is Kaylin West. Um, I play guitar and I sing in Tiny Stills, and I got started in the industry because my sister gifted me a guitar when I was in seventh grade, and I couldn't stop playing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to start yes. yeah <laughs> that's my story nice uh my name is chris clark and i play bass in tiny stills and uh i started playing music because i loved the white stripes so goddamn much yeah solid choice <laughs> <laughs> he, i mean are there any more especially in our kind of generation are there any more just intelligent song smiths. You know what I mean? Like those guys together are just two of the most insane songwriters that exist. Yeah. 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 I can't argue with you. The simplicity and then the, that raw energy. That's just what it crushed me as a kid. It like blew my freaking mind. Yeah. 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 There's the, um, there's a documentary. I forget what it's called. It was on Netflix a while back where he literally made a guitar out of like a, a fucking two by four, a glass Dude, bottle yes. of Coke and nails. Like, what yep. is this? It's, it's, uh, I saw that. Yeah. It might get loud. It yeah. Might get yeah. Loud. That's what it, it might is. get loud. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then you're like a smart ass. He goes like, well, don't tell me you can't afford a guitar. Right. I just made a guitar. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, dude. <laughs> yeah. He's insane. Insane. Yeah. So, um, awesome. So let's, let's tell the, the story. I know you get it a lot, but let's tell the story about kind of the formation of tiny stills and, and the, almost immediate like catapult that you guys took on your first tour. Yeah. So tiny still started originally as a solo project, uh, for me. And, um, it has since kind of evolved over the years to involve other people. And the most current, um, iteration of tiny stills involves Chris. And, um, the first tour that happened was in 2015, um, this was before I met Chris and before we are kind of operating like we are now. I was play I was playing keyboards for What's Eating Gilbert, which is uh, Chad Gilbert from Newfound Glory, mm-hmm. his side project. And it's a doo-wop um, pop punk band. Yep. And so I was the keyboard player playing the like, you know, like those doo-wop parts. And 
um, the tour was with Anthony Ranieri and John Allison Weiss. And at the time, um, we had played one show together at the Masquerade in Atlanta, which is no longer um, at that old building, RIP, haunted masquerade building. (laughs) Um, But after that, there was a family emergency. Chad had to cancel the rest of the tour for What's Eating Gilbert. And Anthony, I had gotten close with over the couple of days because we were sharing music in the car and right. the van and talking a lot. So he asked if I wanted to keep going as Tiny Stills because he had heard the first record at that time. That was the only music that was out that was under Tiny Stills' name. And I said yes. And so I finished a three-week tour um, opening for John Allison Weiss and Anthony Ranieri. At the time, I borrowed John Allison's guitar because I right. didn't have a guitar and I didn't have merch. I was writing... Um, the social media information on bar napkins in <laughs> Ebor, Florida. And that was the first tour. I mean, John Allison helped us get merch yeah. after that, had a design because they design um, T-shirts. Anthony was working. He had his own um, merch company, mm-hmm. Fulfillment. So between the both of them, they helped me really kind of understand how to run it as a business, as a band. And it was like this very much so jump-started. Yeah. Um, understanding of touring as an artist because I had toured for other people but right. never as myself or with this project but and, and just I mean as a testament you know the the immediate like oh shit I'm on my own but having that support system is obviously incredible too yeah and I say this a lot that I, I don't think tiny stills would I I wouldn't be as invested or excited about tiny stills if it weren't for Anthony and John Allison helping me in 2015 because that was five years ago i just got an alert on facebook like hey this on this day five years ago and i was on tour then and i really i always tell everyone and i can't say it enough that i wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for them helping me in 2015 and showing me how to do all of the things i do now and now we've got chris involved and we have a more solid lineup of people and like i I just wouldn't be doing it without them, though. This wouldn't have happened. Right, right. So um, how how do you and Chris cross paths? Kind of walk us through, you know, your timeline of, okay, this is somebody that, you know, is doing some sessions with me or whatever, and now it's a, they're in my project. Mm -hmm. Crass, you tell us. You tell the story, Crass. We got connected through a mutual friend who's a good friend of ours named Mike Pepe, who's a uh, music producer in L.A., and he's just such a dear, sweet boy. We (laughs) love him very much. Uh, But we got connected uh, initially just for a couple of touring dates um, out to, like, Arizona and back, and no real, I mean, you know, no real expectation of, like, what would happen after or anything like that. And uh, I don't know. we We just hit it off and became really quick friends and just, like, really enjoyed uh playing music together and hanging out on the road and spending time together and like um you know it kind of just developed into a more like hey let's you know let's do this thing let's let's put some new music out let's let's do the whole the whole um you know the real deal you know let's make it happen um and so we've just been hustling from there we like quickly went in and made you know a couple of new songs and and yeah i don't know it, it seemed really like um fancy free like just real like let's do this it feels great why stop right um yeah it was really cool awesome awesome so uh for people that aren't familiar with your sound i think it's a pretty unique sound at at this point in time um you know you guys have a lot of kind of retro nostalgic feel um obviously it's conscious to some extent but talk about some of your influences and what what helped develop the sound that you guys have yeah i feel like now more than ever we've kind of settled into this really cool mixture of like we get compared to a lot of 90s bands a lot i mean i grew up you know in the early 2000s with like pop punk and all that's coming up you know so i really think that that's just ingrained in me in a deep-seated way that i don't think i'm ever going to escape it right um and so we kind of have been leaning a little bit more on that with these new songs that we're releasing, our latest single, Craigslist Bed. Um, it's it's just kind of fun, up, upbeat, mm-hmm. pop punky, kind of quirky, kind of fun. Um, just like playful, 
fun music. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. That's where my head's at, Chris. What, what would you say? Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. I think like we all grew up listening to the same types of music and really heavily influenced by like you know pop punk punk um from like like really influenced by uh you know really shows up in a lot of our music whether it be in hooks or uh in just kind of overall tone you right. know yeah absolutely um so you mentioned the the new single craigslist bed um obviously it's it's a it's a bop, uh, as the kids would say nowadays. Uh, <laughs> so um, we do a playlist. It's called Weekend Waves. The the song made that that playlist, um, and it was one of those that you know we work with Mike quite a bit, and he sent me the link for it, and I was just like immediately the first playthrough. I'm like, all right, these guys have something here. You know, it, it immediately was a hooky sound. Oh, thanks, Thank man. you. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, that's absolutely. the goal. Right. You listen to it once and you want to like it the first time. Yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah. I think so, that's, that's the, the real compliment. trick nowadays, you. you know, with with as much music as out there, you know, it's so easily accessible nowadays. You don't have a whole lot of attention span for, for most listeners. So like you said, mm-hmm. that first, if you can get them on that first, maybe second playthrough, you know, you've got them. And I, I think you guys are... Definitely in the right direction and ballpark on that. Thanks. Yeah. My mom, uh, my mom said, Christopher, you know what you guys did, right? You really made it seem real for the kids. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> I have no idea what that means. <laughs> you made the kids feel relatable. So thanks, mom. And I think I, I know that. where she's going at with it. Um, it is, I mean, it is a relatable song. Um, for, for anybody that's that's especially had a bad relationship, I think, um, or a bad breakup anyway, that yeah. I think there's parts of, of that song, um, and, and you guys can touch on this for sure, but there's parts of that song where it's like, yep, I've been there. You know, I know that mentality and kind of that, that weight that happens after a breakup. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Your whole life changes. And I really didn't want to focus like when I was working on the words, didn't want to focus on any of the specific experiences in the breakup that I was going through. It's more about the relatability of having to reshape your life. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's something regardless of, I mean, people can say it was their fault or my fault or whatever, you know, that's something that you can only know when you're in the relationship you know, the truth of it. But the thing that is so universal, which I feel like is more fair to speak to is that you have to restart your life. Yeah. And that's really daunting, you know? Yeah. And I think especially, um, in, in every relationship, there becomes some sort of codependency and to start figuring out things on your own again, like, okay, Mm -hmm. in my relationship, maybe they went and got dinner on Tuesday nights or, you know, something as stupid as that, that, well, I didn't have to worry about this before because they took care of it. Now I have to do that too. And it, it gets kind of heavy mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. Like you said, kind of reforming what your life looks like. Yeah, I agree. And <clears throat> like, I, I specifically was at that point of writing that song, going through a divorce, which I know can be incredibly traumatic. Um, and you know, I'm, I feel very grateful that the person that I was with, we, we agreed to be very fair and, and honest with each other and not do it in a way that was painful, more painful than it had to be. So in that sense, I'm grateful, but I, I really only wanted to speak to you and we'll only ever have things to say that are more general, which is like, yeah, which is like, yeah, it sucks. It's just sucks to going through breakups is hard. It's a hard thing to live through. And Everybody feels that way, yeah. you know. Yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, so let's talk about the music video. It's super fun. Um, <laughs> talk about you know the whole the whole process from kind of creative and and conceptualizing that, and then the execution, especially um, to to pull something off like that. Yeah. Go for it. Chris, you go. You go. Chris, you go. Tag your it. Tag your it. Oh, man. All right. Uh, Yeah. 
kind of spawned out of necessity, right? Because mm-hmm. like we wanted, we had some other like ideas that we're not, you know, we're still saving, but um, we had a couple of other ideas that were a little more involved that we were thinking of. Um, but like with the COVID stuff and everything, we said like, all right, you know, I think we could pull this off totally in quarantine right like everything was filmed totally in quarantine and um it it just kind of came together in a real like uh uh, in a way of like not overthinking it we were like cool all right let's try to just like capture a little bit of that sort of feeling that we're all having us friends family whatever of like going a little nuts we're all Mm -hmm. starting to go a little nuts even though like you know, it's the right thing to do. We should be self-quarantining, whatever. Right. Like, we're all still feeling a little crazy. And so it, it was cool. It kind of just like, we were all just like hanging out, um, uh, all of us, me, Kaylin, and Mike, and right. on um, FaceTime, just kind of like dropping ideas around. And it kind of just, uh, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it kind of just uh, fell in our lap and came together really well, you know? Yeah. 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 Also, Chris and Mike are not wearing pants. Throughout, yeah. The whole... throughout that. So, <laughs> well, here's the thing. So Mike plays drums in Tiny Stills a lot, and Mike doesn't look. If you don't look close enough, you can't tell he's not wearing pants. But he legitimately yeah. is not wearing pants. And I had to edit the video. And there right. were times where he's talking to his girlfriend, being like, "Are you sure you can't see anything? Can you see anything?" And I'm like, "I hope not. I really hope not, because I'm editing this video." Right. And I don't want to see anything. And he's like, he's like, I got to make sure you don't see anything. And, the, and I'm like, oh, God. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> but the, and it was like hot as hell that day, too. So like, yeah. I in the shower and like for some reason kept the hot water on. <laughs> like while I did that whole shit. So it was just so hot. Like it was crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, let, let's talk about kind of... Um, you know, we mentioned COVID. COVID obviously fucked everybody's plans up for, for 2020. It was supposed to be everybody's year. We had all these great music uh, festivals and shows and everything. And then we went to a, a screeching halt. You guys had some plans to to do some stuff as well that it kind of put a halt to, to what you're working on. Um, let's talk about, you know, as much as you can about kind of what you want to accomplish through the, the quarantine and coming out of the quarantine. I think we, (laughs) thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Chris. Um, so I think, well, our goal for quarantine is to have a new song come out every month. So we're trying to maintain momentum in that way. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, we have two songs coming out soon. Um, every every month, we have we have two recorded right, right now. So we were originally supposed to release an EP, and that's since you know changed our plans. We were going to do a tour in April. That's now moved to January 2021. Uh, fingers crossed. Right. <laughs> um, but it's you know we're going to just keep trying to release music because I think we have music that we want to put out, and it's. It's something that I think a lot of artists can kind of attest to, which is that if you hold on to it too long, it starts to not feel relevant. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we wanted to put it out while we really felt those things still and while it was still relevant because the world's changing so fast. So hopefully we can keep releasing music every month somehow. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a, a perfect point that... I've noticed, you know, being in the music journalism side of things, you know, I'm constantly getting press releases and stuff like that for for all kinds of artists. And it's amazing to see how many that had stuff planned that they're not doing anything now. Like they're taking this almost as a vacation or a break. And it's like, I get it. But at the same time, how much potential traction are you losing or, you know, connection with the fan base and things like that, where with what you guys are doing, you know, a song a month to some people doesn't seem like a lot, but it, I think it's enough connection to keep that reminder that, Hey, we're still together. We're still putting stuff out. We still want right. to be doing this. Um, and I, I think it's a testament to you guys on not taking it as a, okay, we're in quarantine. We'll just stop doing everything. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's hard from a, from a business standpoint to, sure. to look at it that way, because 
going into the studio and recording a new record is really expensive. And when people look at hiring PR or doing the full record cycle, it involves a tour for a reason because that's where your income comes from. So people who I understand the the desire to hold on to the records or the music that you've recorded because you want to be able to promote it in a way that's going to actually pay off the the investment that you've made. but at the same time, to your point, you're totally right, which is you really do lose relevance. You, you lose momentum and it's hard to stay in the conversation. Yeah. Well, I think, it's again, hard. like what we talked about earlier, what we touched on earlier with the attention span of people, you know, you don't have a whole lot of a window anymore. So if you jump out of that window for too long, where where's, you know what I mean? The, the attention goes away from you. Um, and I think you guys are doing a, a good job with trying to, to keep it out, you know, just, Hey, we're still here. Take a look at us. You know, like, I don't, I don't want to say it as like an attention, you know, grabbing thing, but it is kind of an attention grabbing thing so that people, I think the, the bands that are still doing stuff like what you're doing are more likely when tours can happen and, you know, merch can be sold again and all that sort of stuff without delays. I think those people are more likely to see that fan base come out and and really be in full support. Totally. I, I hope so. I think about two artists who don't want to be associated with the people, the feelings that people are having in quarantine right. and the experiences of going through the loss of family members and loved ones and friends through COVID-19 or right. any, anything else, because I think the context under which we consume the music that we're you know, liking and listening, it really does affect how we feel about the music. I don't know about you guys, but there's music I was listening to at the beginning of quarantine that whenever I hear it now, it makes me kind of sad yeah. because of the feelings that I felt when I was first introduced to it, even though I like it and I still like it. I'm like, Oh God, remember, I thought things were going to end a different way. I thought I was going to feel differently. I thought things were going to be better than they are now. Yeah. Um, I guess that's another weird pressure as a creative person that you take, you take that risk of being, you know, that thing that reminds people of a horrible time in their life. You hope you just bring comfort somehow, but it's not always the case. You can't control that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the thing with that though, uh, I, I think you're absolutely right, but I think where you guys maybe have a leg up is with as upbeat as your music is, Hopefully it's more of an escapism type of situation for people and not a right. reminder or remembrance type yeah. deal. <laughs> totally. It's just, it's really funny. I think people ask a lot, you know, are you writing more music? Like, what's it like writing right, right. now? And it's like, you know, it's really hellish. Yeah. Um, you don't want to it's hard for you to get into the headspace where you're escaping the real reality of the world around you. So often it's like, you know, when I sit down to write a song, I look at old lyrics have started. I'm like, do I want to write a song about a breakup right now? Right. I mean, I'm kind of scared. I'm kind of angry. I'm kind of all these other things. So I appreciate this escapism comment. I hope, I hope that we can keep making upbeat music (laughs) that's fun to listen to. God save us. Ah! Yeah. I'll make us fun. Right, right. And <laughs> hopefully, you know, in some areas, COVID seems to be getting under control. So hopefully that uh, progresses pretty soon and we can get back to some, as much as I hate the term, the the new normal. But, you know, hopefully we can get back to a new normal and start maybe doing some sort of shows or, you know, even even smaller shows, if it's not a full tour, just doing like showcases in in your hometown or where you're recording. I think that's another moment where kind of what you're saying from a business standpoint, this is almost a fundraiser of sorts. You know what I mean? And this will help us Mm -hmm. move on to the next step. Yeah, I see. I see your point. So, um, yeah. So let's go with, let's say COVID goes away. Uh, (laughs) The plans, let's say, you know, end of August, everything's all all good and and you're able to um, get out and tour or, you know, whatever the case may be. Obviously, you've rescheduled the the one for January already. Um, Is there plans or hopes, I guess, that if the world opens up to do that or is it more of a we're still going to be a little cautious on on what we're pursuing? 
Well, I think we're going to have to be safe no matter what. Like, that has to be the first, you know, because, right. like, we don't want anyone coming to our shows and getting sick or anything like that. And we want to protect, you know, the staff at all these places and ourselves, of course. And, you know, so I think I think there's, uh, yeah, when, when it comes down to it, if there is a way to do it safely, we will. But uh, we're definitely going to wait until it's safe you know what i mean um and then when it is safe and it's comfortable and it feels like the right time we will hit it hard you know yeah um but yeah it's too tough i i I feel uh we can't we can't cut corners with this you know with this one it has to be by the book super safe on all fronts because it's supposed to be an enjoyable thing you right. know like going to a show is that's an escape like you said it's supposed to be fun and meet your friends and you know it's not it, it's not going to work or have the same effect if everyone's you know looming or you know wondering what's going to happen am i going right. to get sick whatever right so it's got to be it's got to be that sweet spot and we're definitely not going to cut corners like on that front you know yeah yeah and I, I think that totally makes sense because, you know, tying back to the kind of thing that, that Kaylin said about um, where you don't want to be tied to that bad moment, you know, like, God forbid somebody gets sick at a, a tiny still show, like, okay, now everybody from that show is panicked and, and everything else. So, exactly. yeah, I can totally exactly. understand and respect that. Um any plans for doing like live streams or like Q&As through social medias and things like that? I think we have some ideas on how we want to do a live stream that would involve more than just me. Okay. It's going to be a little complicated to do it because there's there's some back like pre-production that needs mm-hmm. to happen, some back end stuff that needs to happen that's a little complicated, but we're working on it. Okay. And I think if we get it, we're going to be really excited to yeah. do it. Um It'll but be so sick. It's it's going to be cool, but it's like we need to we need to really sit down and do a lot of work. It's not just the cool thing about shows, right? Is that you could just go, be all together and right. play it, but that's not going to be the case with live streams like this because yeah. there's a technical hurdle you have to kind of deal with. So we're working on it, I guess is it. But we're really excited to <laughs> get it because it's going to be cool. Yeah, um, it's going to be dope. Yeah, so. I don't know. Until then, I do stupid live streams where I like cut my hair, stuff like in quarantine, and you know, like just like stupid, like "Hey guys, I'm bored. What are you doing?" Like, watch me trim my bangs. You know, like you say that it's stupid. About your life. You say that it's stupid, but I'm trying to remember who the artist is. Uh, Is it? We are scientists. Maybe there's a band that just came out with a song that, like, two weeks ago. The song is called uh-huh. I Cut My Own Hair. It's about cutting your own hair in quarantine. It is the most yeah. ridiculous thing. So, you know, you got to lean into what's happening, right? You know, staying relevant. Yeah, I know. I definitely cut my own hair and and <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah. So, awesome. Yeah. Uh, what about music videos? Obviously, again, we have to wait for COVID to some extent, lighten up for, for full-fledged uh, music videos. Sure. But is there plans to try to get some more out before the end of the year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, in theory, we in theory have two that we have to put out. We're going to put one out in, uh, what month is it? August and August. then September. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, no, wait, September and then October because it's the beginning of September. Gotcha. Right? September 7th, I think, is when our next single is coming out. It would be so easy to say it was like the first month, first week of the month, but that would be too easy. Right. So it's the beginning of September and then I think the end of August. Um, yes, I think I know it's, right. it's a little strange, but we have two more videos coming out. We have to figure it out. Awesome. What does that process look like for you guys on the on kind of the short scale, like conceptualizing how that works with your song? Do you like do you storyboard it yourselves or you know what I mean? Yeah, Kaylin does all the storyboarding and kind of like breakdowns of the scenes. Um, and it's just super nice because it keeps all of us like on the same page and like a common theme. Yeah. I think the biggest like hurdle we try to tackle, and Caitlin, correct me if I'm wrong, is mm-hmm. like um, making the it, you know, it 
fit what we want visually the song to like represent yeah. and also be pretty clever. Right. You know, there's got to be that like blend of like accurate visual representation and, you know, something fun, something cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, you're good. Go ahead. Oh, crap uh so yeah you're 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 right but but i wanted to add to i'm sorry uh god I, I don't mean to interrupt i'm so sorry um i think craigslist bed and chris now you correct me if i'm wrong <laughs> craigslist bed was a little bit easier to do because it was this fun kind of colorful like goofy like mike sprays himself in the face with a hose he's not wearing pants there's like this like kind of comedic aspect to it that's a little goofy and fun but the next song we have coming out is a lot more serious it's it's kind of yes, it's correct. still upbeat but it is it is like a serious song and i actually tweeted about this the other day is that i mentioned quarantine in the second verse and this was recorded in january oh, wow. and it felt like it feels way heavier now saying some of these things that that we talk about in the second in, in the verses and then in the chorus of this song it's a lot more serious so we have our challenges cut out for us. And then the third song is just fun, summer jam, like upbeat, Good. which I think we know what we're doing for that one. But there's <laughs> another one that's Craig really hard. Like, Fed the pop, wait till you hear that one. Yeah. <laughs> God damn Fed it. Pop. I know. We, we really screwed wait. ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we really did. We do it all ourselves, and it would be so easy if we had people helping us, but we don't. <laughs> and uh, I've had that conversation with a lot of bands, especially lately, like, I think there's an importance to doing a lot of it yourself. It You're still able, like, yes, the help would be nice, obviously. Mm. But by doing a lot of those things yourself, you get to control the image that you're putting out. There's nobody else's like, oh, no, you have right. to polish this. You know, this has to be this way. No, that's not us. We want to be as authentic as possible. And I think that's one of the, yeah. the testaments there. That's true. And I, I think the video we made was really fun. Like, I feel like we, yeah. you could really tell our personalities kind of through at it. Yeah. And like, I don't know, it felt, it felt true to us. So that's cool. Yeah. That's all that matters, right? Like it, in the grand scheme of things, again, it, would it be great to have a record label come to you and be like, Hey, here's a blank check and we're just going to pay you whatever. Duh. Oh, but at the same time, boy. like if it was, Hey, here's a, a blank check but we get to control every lyric that you sing, everything that you do, like you're our puppets. Uh, you know what? I don't know if that's worth my happiness, you know? Right. Totally. totally. Well, my take on it is that if I was always, if I was never making money on it, no one got to tell me what to do. Right. And yeah. I can't, I can't say that most artists go, oh yeah, I'm really making a living at this now. Right. You know, like, I feel like we are doing well, but we, you know, we struggle like everybody else. And, you know, it is a blank check in so much as we have no money. Right. It's the reverse side of it. <laughs> the music videos. I mean, our friends, thank God, like the last music video we did for a song called Everything is Going Great was our friends, uh, John LaFerrera and Justin Nelson. And they had access to cameras because they worked at a company where they could rent out gear for oh, yeah. little to no money. And we had like a team of people working on that video. Yeah. And I was blown away because I was like, you guys, this looks like a real video. Like, what is right. this? Um, but again, that's still our friends pulling all their resources together and being like, how can we do this for little to no money? And that's what we did. It's always little to no money. And I think if you talk to anyone at record labels too, they're like, we didn't get money for the music video either. Right. Right. <laughs> so we're in some ways, I feel like we're on an equal footing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I would agree with that. You know, like you, you toured with Anthony, uh, Bayside has famously said a few times that like, we didn't get a paycheck to do the music videos. It was out of pocket or we got a thousand dollars and it cost us 20 to do it, you know, like, so yep. that's, a, I think a big misconception that a lot of fans have is, Oh, you're on a major label. They're, they're just feeding you money. And that's not the case. Yeah. And so for that, I know that a lot of the people who were at hopeless, my friend, Megan Thompson mm -hmm. did a lot of the music videos for a lot of the bands at hopeless. And she did a ton of work a ton of storyboarding, yeah. a ton of planning. And I actually saw behind the scenes on some Bayside videos because I was, 
I was part of the shoot. Right. And there, it was, it was the most, you know, kind of like teamwork thing ever, yeah. you know, it was, everyone came together to do it. And it is a common misconception. Like it's, it's, it was Megan working her ass off to try and make it look like a rain cloud was raining, right. you know, and you're like, <laughs> Megan's like, how am I going to do this? You know? And she's, she's great. But I feel like so many bands run into this where, you know, they, they're in the same boat. We're all in the same boat trying to just make something cool. Yeah. Um, and it's great if you get to do it with your friends. Yeah, absolutely. Megan's incredible. Yeah. I, I shot warp tour with her, you know, a decade oh. ago now. Um, awesome. but yeah, you know, she's an incredible, yeah. uh, like just creative in general, whether it's her photography, her, her video work, just in general, she is an incredible yeah. person. Yeah. She is cool. Yeah. So, um, that's funny. Yeah. Small world, Small right? World. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think that's pretty much everything I've got for you. I do want to end on kind of two f- more fun questions. Um, again, because I hate doing the, the standard, like this is our ending. Um, so the first one is going to be with the, the more upbeat sound, you know, kind of like I said at the beginning, you've got that that retro, little bit of nostalgia feel, especially in Craigslist bed. If you got to put one of your songs in any late 90s to early 2000s, like teen, romedy, dramedy type movie, like Can't Hardly Wait comes to mind. Uh, what movie would you guys put your, your music in? Oh, oh I got man. One. I got go. Chris, go. show, I got one. What? Fucking American Pie. Like, oh, yes. yeah. Would yeah. be so sick. Yeah. <laughs> and that would fit. I could see that fitting. Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Man, I would say, and this, I don't know how big of a pull this is because I don't know how many people actually know this movie. I feel like when I mention it, people are like, what? <laughs> uh, but do you know the movie Loser? Yeah. With, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, yeah. To me, I'm like, I'm like, God, I wanted to be Mina Samari so bad. Yeah. And I was like, if I could just be Everclear in that bit, in that bit, I just wanted to be, I know, I was like, oh my God. You know, I just wanted to be Everclear in that, Every, in that movie. Oh, Everything's God. getting remade now. So let's just do a reboot of it and you, we'll Everything. replace you guys in there. Dude, Hell I would yeah. do anything. Hell like, yeah. uh, they had a cool soundtrack too. I, I really like. Rediscovered that Everclear record, and it's fire. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, it good. has held up so well over the years. What? So much for the afterglow. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Man, people make fun of me for that, but that was one of my first rock concerts was Everclear, and I loved so much for the afterglow. Yeah. Great first concert. Yeah. What did so you think? Was fantastic. Yeah, my sister. That's a great took me. first concert. Yeah, wow. in 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 San Francisco, she took me. But I I just loved it was I remember that feeling of like oh my god what a cool show like mm-hmm. I'm at a show like there's like this buzzy energy when you go to your first show and you you oh. know the music right you know the songs and you've been listening to them on your headset you know yeah. your your Walkman <laughs> so what was it then like and you just had it on repeat and you couldn't turn it up loud enough because right. you were like I want to be in the yep. music how can I be and your mom's like turn it down. You're like, no. I, I can hear it out like, here. Your ears are going to bleed. I, hear, I know. My mom's like, if I can hear that, it's too loud. Yep. And I'm like, mom, I have to be in the music, please. You know, but that was, that was the first time I knew the, the songs. And I yep. wanted to be up front. And my sister was like, mom will kill me if you go in the mosh pit. Don't go in the mosh pit. I was like, I want to go. I want yeah. to turn now. That, that is super solid. And Art yeah. is another one of those. You know, Art is an incredible songwriter. And just the the way that he puts together the musical composition is insane. Mm. Yeah. That is a good record. Yeah. I really yeah, like that fantastic. one. We're all listening really to it after good. this. You know that, right? <laughs> I, I do know that. I'm thinking about it right now. I'm like hearing that intro. I'm like, Wee! you know, I'm like, oh. here we go. Yep. What a great song. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so the last one that we'll do um, is still going to be music related, obviously. But what what we'll do is uh, each of you can take this. If you got to create your dream tour, Alive or Dead Artists, and we'll say that it's four bands plus you. What's the uh, what's the lineup that you would go on tour with? Legitimately, I've never been asked this question. This is awesome. Solid. Hang on. 
I'm thinking. I would want it to be. Oh, we get compared to the Beths a lot. Okay. I would want oh, it to yeah. be Alex Leahy, who's an Australian artist who I, I think is amazing. The Beths. Um, and then I would want to say, oh, who else would I do it with? The Bomb Pops. Hell yeah. yeah. Nice. Us. Nice. I feel like if we did that tour, it would be so fun. Or Bad Cop, Bad Cop. Oh, no. Bad Cop, Bad Cop. I love Bad Cop, Bad Cop. I love them so much. Um, there's too many. <laughs> Way too That's many. how it always ends up being. Like, everybody's like, yeah, I got it. Oh, man. What or, if I, I forgot these Cor- guys? Yeah. <laughs> Courtney Barnett. Mm-hmm. I would love oh, to God. Love go out with Courtney, Courtney Barnett. Barnett. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. People are, you know, it's so funny because I feel like the more people compare our music, the more I'm like, oh, that's what you think we sound like. That's cool. You know, because yeah. I never know. People are like, tell me about your music. I'm like, it's pop music. I don't know. It's with guitars. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, but they, they're like, oh, it reminds me of this. And I'm like, cool. I would play with them. I like, I like yeah. that band. But the suggested artists on Spotify, oh. Uh, um, sincere engineer. I would a hundred percent sincere engineer. Add that to the list. Oh my God. Wait, Jetty bones. I would love to play with Jetty bones. Add that to the list. Um, I love all of them. Sorry. No, you're fine. I I was just looking through your, uh, your fans may like to add anybody. (laughs) Yes. Chris, add whoever you want. Oh man. (laughs) If you have any dream tour. Damn. I would I would uh, love any of those bands. Best Coast. Really Sorry. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You're good. <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm done now. <laughs> uh, I really want to tour with the band Roswell Kid. Oh, I love Roswell yeah. Kid. Yeah. yeah. Solid. I love Roswell Kid. Uh, <laughs> Roswell Kid would be phenomenal. Uh, I. That being said, like another tour mate with them is like Prince Daddy. Would be sick. Yeah. Prince Daddy. Uh, yeah. Jeez. Uh, oh, then if it's a dream tour, pick a great. Go like, I'll pick like, sure, throw the Pixies in there. What the hell? Right. Or, Why not? Like, yeah. mix it in. I love yeah. Oso Oso. Oso Oso oh, God, I would yeah. die. Yep. yep. Yeah. Oso um, Oso would be fantastic. Future Teens, I would die. Tiger's Jaw, I would die. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Man. There's no, too you're, many. You're fine. There's way too the, many. The Menzingers, I would die. <laughs> oh, God. I would die. I would literally die. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I think you guys How need many to ways make a. Can you kill me? <laughs> right. <laughs> I think you guys need to make a, a Spotify playlist now that's just like, here's who we want to tour with. <laughs> it's going to be called, Will You Please Tour With Us? And it'll just be all. Oh. It's perfect. That's a great idea. We're going to do that this week. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, awesome. the front bottoms. Oh, my oh, God. The front, oh, with the front bottoms. That would be I so sick. I love the front bottoms. Yeah. Holy shit. That new song they just put out is so fucking good. Montgomery Forever. I don't think Holy I've heard really that one God. yet. I'll have to check that it's out. It's brand after new. This. It just came out like last Friday. It's okay. fucking awesome. Yeah. I'll have yeah, to check that really out. Good. Awesome. Definitely. So many good bands. <laughs> Sorry. No, you got no, my you're brain totally turning fine. and then I was like, this, this, this. All good. Anyway. Um, so I think that is everything I've got for you. So what we'll do for the last however long it takes you guys, uh, plug anything you want to plug. Obviously, we'll link your socials and things like that, too. But um, put it out there for fans, you know, wherever they can find you, whatever you want to say to them, things like that. You can find us on social media. Although I run the accounts, it's at Tiny Stills on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook.com slash Tiny Stills. TinyStills.com for tour and merch. Um, And we have a new song coming out September 7th called Resting in Pieces, available everywhere streaming September 7th. Um, Please follow us on Spotify so you get it in your release radar. Um, and check it, check out, check out our socials. It's mostly pictures of my face and my dog, but you can also find Chris Clark at everybody hates Chris Clark. (laughs) 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 Follow follow Chris 
just that everybody hates Chris Clark. <laughs> look at me play a bunch of nerdy ass bass videos. Hell yeah, nerdy ass <laughs> bass videos. <laughs> Who wants some? Get it here while it's hot. <laughs> As a former bassist, I want them. So, <laughs> I've got more than I should. Right. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Like I said, that's everything I've got for you. Uh, I've really enjoyed this this conversation with you guys. Really appreciate you taking the time and looking forward to the new music. And hopefully you guys getting out on tour, you know, like we said, as soon as it's safe and maybe we'll link up at a show and uh, be able to, to have another talk and do some concert photography for you and all that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So cool. Thank you so much, Josh. Yeah, not a problem, yeah, thanks, guys. Josh. Appreciate yeah. it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome. again, we'll, we'll talk soon, I'm sure, um, and we'll, we'll be sure to blast all the, the releases for you guys as much as we can. Yeah, awesome. thank you. Thanks yep. so much, man. Yep, thanks, talk guys. Talk to you soon. Sounds good. Bye. 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 And that was our conversation with Kaylin and Chris of the band Tiny Stills. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I loved that conversation. Um, they were just awesome to talk to. They were a lot of fun. As you guys heard, we were constantly laughing and stuff. Um, just a real good uh, conversation and, you know, a, a band that I definitely think needs to be on everybody's playlists and you know it's on our list of bands that everybody should be checking out in 2020 um because i think their their sound is something that everybody can really get behind and and really enjoy um they've got a new video out like i said it's about a month old give or take um for craigslist bed so definitely check that out in the description, make sure you're following all their different social media so that you can stay up to date with what the band is doing. They've got new music that's going to release soon and hopefully some music videos to go along with all of that. Um, they just dropped some new merch not too long ago as well, so make sure you head over to their website, check out the merch. Um, some really cool designs. I'll definitely be picking up you know, one or two of their, their new shirts. Um, and yeah, you know, I just really think you guys need to, to give them a follow. If you're a fan of pop punk music, um, if you like nostalgia, I mean, you know, we talked about there towards the end, um, throwing it back, you know, the nineties and early two thousands, like teen dramedy comedy type, uh, movies, um, that they would fit into from a soundtrack standpoint, um, Kaylin brought up that Everclear was her first, uh, rock concert. And I mean, we talked about it briefly, but that album by Everclear, so much for the afterglow is an amazing album. And for them to, you know, kind of draw some inspiration from, from that, uh, just really, you know, kind of highlights what they, what they kind of sound like, but I think you guys will be pleasantly, pleasantly uh, surprised maybe on the the way that they're able to incorporate their sound and the direction that they've taken it. Um, as for our merch and things like that, our printer is back up and running most of the way. Um, there are still some delays on certain uh product styles and things like that. Uh, COVID obviously affected everybody. Um, but we do have some new uh, ideas. We wanted to drop a whole summer collection. We kind of backed off of that because of COVID. And, you know, obviously shipping times and all that just were really messed up and it wouldn't have made any sense to do. Um, but I think I'm still going to drop probably one or two of the designs um, I think there's still enough warm weather ahead of all of us that, you know, we can get behind some tank tops and just some cool summer vibes, you know. So um, stay tuned to our social medias for that. Also, make sure you like and share the podcast. All that helps us, you know, climb higher in the rankings um, and get more and more of the artists that you guys want to hear from. So, you know, the bigger we are, the 
the bigger the artist we can get. Um, be sure you're following Tiny Stills everywhere. They are doing some awesome, awesome stuff, and I think you guys need to, to be a part of it. So that's everything I've got for you guys this week. Um, as always, you know, I, I do appreciate everything you do for us, uh, everything you do for the artists that we uh, have on the show and, you know, just the, the love and support that you guys give. Uh, this week, we are going to take you out with Craigslist Bed by Tiny Stills. Um, it's a great, fun song. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. And as always, guys, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene. <laughs>